Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with Pastor Terry Linscott from Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, and also my good friend James Randolph, all the way from Michigan. So honored to have you guys with us. I know yesterday we got a little bit of your testimony, Pastor. We're just going to let you kind of kick it into kind of where things are now that you gave your heart to Jesus and 28 years of uh, serving him, basically, and Tell us more about your church and just whatever's on your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, Greg. And it's good to be here with James, my good friend. You know, uh, I, I believe in friendship. If I can say anything, man, I believe that, you know, as James said yesterday, iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another. And uh, you don't have a lot of really solid friends all the time in the ministry. You know, sometimes it, it, it seems like it can be a little lonely because you're trying to help people and there's more people turning their back on you than running to you. And where I'm at in the ministry today stems a lot from where James and I are as friends and just being able to be real with each other and uh, not afraid to correct one another, not afraid to, to lay things out on the line, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's a great respect there. But, you know, in the ministry where I'm at today, after almost two years of being the senior pastor, I've been in the same church now 30 years, and uh, which I think is a feat. And I do pastor the church, but I also pastor my in-laws who are actually they're over me. And uh, so that's a tough, tough deal today. But I found my life that as I've went through the, my uh, conversion epistleship to my discipleship and now my ministry of my yes, I think it's vital people find their purpose and their yes. You know, it's, I think that you've heard it said before, the two greatest days in a person's life is the day they were born and then the day they realized why they were born. And I found that. I didn't find it because I became a pastor. Pastoring is part of my yes, but it's not my only true yes. Uh, what I do today is I really develop leaders. I develop people around me. God has, has gifted me to pull some gifts and the potentials out of people's lives, put them in a position where they can flourish and become who God's called them to be. Uh, so I'm watching that in my life and in our church. And, and since I've taken over our church, and it's nothing to do with me. It's definitely to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, my obedience to him. Our churches have over doubled in the last two years, Praise even through God. COVID. And uh, we have more people working in the ministry, you know, the ministry of helps than we've ever had in our church. Uh, we still have people that, you know, aren't doing anything, but we have probably 70% of our church working in the workforce in the church, which is a powerful thing. Yes, it is. But for me, it's finding that yes, you know, is the pastor is, is great and that's a lot of fun. But my real yes is when Monday through, you know, Saturday comes and I get to talk to people and uh, help them discover what God has placed in them and help pull that out to advance the kingdom of God. So, amen. And James, talk a little bit about, you know, it's interesting that finding that yes, but then, you know, as you, you get to see a lot of churches, you preach around the country, you know, and, and people that maybe get over anxious with God when you, when you have a calling on your life, or sometimes maybe people, people think they have a calling, but actually serving in the ministry of helps and like, like you've done so well and like you did, Pastor Terry. But I don't know if there's anything you want to share in terms of what you've seen for advice for people that are a little over anxious to move on. Well, you know, um, as I said in the previous podcast that, you know, Pastor Terry's been submitted. So he's, he's taught fellowship by, and this is what I've done, you teach fellowship by example. Yeah. You know, you, you lead with an example. You lead with excellence. Mm -hmm. I've been preaching on that. You lead with that excellent spirit that, you know, I'm submitted, I'm committed to my pastor, and I want everybody to see it. And I want them to, not just in the church, but in the world. 
wherever I go, I want people to know that I have a pastor. He's a gift of God in my life. And, and because of it, I see the blessing. I see things taken, uh, and, I, and I take this personal. You know, cleaning the toilets and cleaning the parking lot, people, <clears throat> excuse me, they laugh about that stuff. But that's a ministry just as, as port and, and important as the pastor. So there is no different levels of anointing. I'm just as anointed to do helps ministry, yeah. whether I'm armor bearing, whether I'm you know working, doing a building project, it doesn't matter. I am an anointed man of God to, to do the ministry of helps first and foremost. Yeah. And so anybody out there listening, you think that you're not important um, just because you're not on the platform or you're not on the pulpit or at the pulpit ministering a word, that's that's erroneous you know that's that's a bad doctrine and i just want to encourage anybody that you find your place and this is what pastor terry does well and that is he helps people find their place and then he helps build them from there you know because it's up to you to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling but it's always good to have a good pastor a good leader in your life that can can encourage you that can show you hey how to tweak this how to better this and to believe in you to pull you out and to give you opportunities some people think they have a call in their life if your pastor who hears from god doesn't know that you're called to preach then you're probably not called to preach right yet you know, just because you have a zealous desire, well, yeah. you could be like Stephen. Why aren't you doing your helps ministry duties with the anointing and the strength of God and then going out into the world to evangelize? I always tell people this. If you think you're called to preach, what are you preaching now? Mm. Are you are, Where are you going? Are you down That's helping good. the homeless? Are yeah. you feeding the homeless? Are you ministering? And we're not talking about going down and chasing people off and preaching at people. Right. We're talking about ministering with the love of God the father moving through you in his love to touch humanity that's what it's all about yeah. so sorry i get you get no that was good you got two full glasses of water <laughs> yeah, that was good you know on the as you were talking about I, I thought my heart was like until we learn how to love one person it's hard to go preach to 50 or 100 yeah. or 500 right yeah just a, that one-on-one time with loving people enough to share the gospel and you know i was just telling somebody earlier today that only one person has ever witnessed to me in my life. Now, I'm not talking about, hey, you want to come to church? That's good. Right. I'll pray for you. That's good. All those kind of things. But if you don't know how to have a personal relationship with Jesus, then you're in trouble. And, you know, I, I had one person that loved me enough, you know, to do that. I'm forever thankful with that one-on-one evangelism. And I know, James, you do a lot of that. I'm sure, Pastor Terry, you do also. But that's kind of a key, I think, for yes. all of us. Yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about, too, is we talked about the tithe on your previous podcast, Reverend James, and how you have a daughter that's alive yeah. today. And since then, I had another podcast with somebody from my church. Their baby was at the bottom of the pool for five minutes wow. also hmm. and talked about the tithe again. So I don't know, Pastor Terry, for today, if you want to finish off. You know, this is a sensitive one for people, but part of obedience is is sitting under a pastor. Sure. Right, a lot of people want to be their own pastor, right? And then, and then the pastor having somebody like you do—that's that's, that's a, a leadership to you, somebody that you're submitting yeah. to, also. But, but the tithe is the other area that gets people's feathers ruffled, right? Mm. So I don't know if you guys want to take the last couple minutes to share anything on tithing. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is one of my expertise in my personal life is the tithe. First of all, tithe has nothing to do with the money. We know when you study the Bible and you get a great revelation, uh, the tithe isn't about the money; it's about the heart of a man. It's about what, what you want to worship God with. Who do you want to make Lord of your life? Do you want to stay the Lord of your life? Or do you want to put Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? 
we know that in the garden, the, there was the, the tree, there was two. Uh, there was a lot of trees, if we will, Greg. There was a mm-hmm. ton of trees, mm-hmm. but there were two. There was one you eat from, which is the word of God, and then the other we know belonged to God. And if you just take this idea of it belonging to God, and people will question me, well, how do you know that's the tithe? Well, because there's only a few things that he called holy. He said he was holy, the Sabbath was holy, the tithe was holy. He never said we were holy. He says, I'm holy, so you be holy. Mm-hmm. He calls us righteous because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And so when you think about the thing that belongs to God, that's separated unto him, it's called the tithe. We see that. Most people want to preach that, well, it's all the old covenant. Sure, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but it was pre-old covenant. I also go back to when you think about the tithe. And to me, the tithe, yeah, it's the 10%, the, the tenth of the gross income uh, that we, we render or turn back or give back or, or pay if you really want to put down to because you can't give something that already belongs to somebody else. Uh, but you worship God with it. But Jesus in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, it says, you know, he's talking to the religious people. And it says, you, you pay a tithe of your anise, cumin, and all this stuff, but you forget the weightier matters of the law. So many people think, well, you know, the tithe is the old covenant. I, I don't disagree because let's talk about adultery. Jesus, when he comes in and says, hey, adultery is not just the act now. It's when you think about it. So he changes the law from the action to the heart of a man when you're dwelling upon it. But he never says the tithe is the old covenant. He actually says you should not forget the former, but you should put more emphasis on the latter, which is you should continue to tithe, but you also got to deal with the heart. And so when I think about the tithe, I think about things like that. Jesus never did away with it. He adjusted the way we we looked at adultery. Adultery in the heart of, of a man is adultery in the eyes of God. To man, it's I didn't go commit sexual activity. I did not go over and lay in somebody else's bed. That's mm-hmm. adultery. Yeah. God shifted the old covenant in that one statement, but he never changed prayer. He never changed fasting, and he never changed uh, study of the Bible. He never changed church attendance. He never changed the tithe. And so when I think about the tithe, first and foremost, I say it's an honorable situation. Where God, I'm putting you first, Amen. and I believe Amen. you. I'm not going to touch the thing that you called holy in the very beginning. Yes, sir. And uh, if I don't touch that, I'm now I'm living in obedience. And, yeah. and I can have some other issues, but man, that protection of the tithe, according to Malachi, uh, sets my life up for great success. And so my challenge for anybody that's struggling with the tithe really is to get the money idea out of it and go seek the heart of God. It's about worship. Amen. It's about honor. Uh, Malachi teaches us that if I'm if I'm if I'm God, then where's my honor? Yeah. So it, it's an honor issue, Greg, more than it is Praise anything. Praise God. Man. Well, if one of you guys would close us in prayer, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, Father. We just thank you today, God. We thank you that for those that are listening with us today, we just call them blessed today, yes. God. Whatever challenges that are in their heart, God, as they're driving at their job with their family, whatever it is, Father, I pray that a peace of God will touch them right where they are. God, I thank you a great revelation of honor and worship and the tithe and Father, their purpose, that you will show them their purpose as they submit themselves to a man or woman of God. Father, we honor you for what you've done, you're doing, and you're going to do in the lives that are going to be changed through Celebrate Jesus Ministries here on this podcast in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you want to contact Pastor Terry, you can do so at ALCKY.com or find him on his podcast, Anointed Leadership Podcast. And 
Looking forward to talking some more tomorrow. I know we got more to share. And if you want to contact our ministry, you can do so at 812-449-8147. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.